0: Hello and welcome to the Methinks podcast. Our journey as Christians, graduate students, and budding scholars regularly leads us to explore questions about ethics, sexuality, history, and faith. The Methinks podcast is an invitation for you to join us in that journey, to thoughtfully engage and wrestle with these questions alongside us. studying Philosophy and I specialize in ethics and epistemology.
1: And I am Maggie. I study American history, uh, specifically American religious history, and I am also in a PhD program and have been for a very long time. And today I'm excited about this, but I'm also uh, a little on edge about the conversation that we're about to have. I'm so excited. Uh, but I know. I, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why we have to do this is this is a topic that throughout our friendship, we have talked about so much, like so much. Yep. Um, but I was thinking about it as you gave the intro, like ethics, sexuality, and faith are all involved in this topic, like history is oh, yeah. a little bit less so, except maybe our personal histories. Ah, uh, so we hit all four. it. Okay. So today we're going to talk about online dating.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Exactly. Um, So I think one of the reasons that we came to this topic, besides the fact that we keep saying we're going to talk about sexuality and we virtually never do.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we've ever had a whole episode on anything related to that. So here here you go. We're breaking the ice.
1: Exactly. I mean, divorce. We talked about divorce. That's somehow. That's right. Um, And so I think that... For both of us, um, we've been involved in the world of online dating. We've, we've tried it multiple times. Um, it's something that is a current conversation amongst many of our, our friend groups. It's something that research-wise I find really interesting. Um, I like to read studies about it. Um, I'm very skeptical uh so that definitely colors my per- perspective of all of this um and so yeah so let's dive in Joel tell us a little bit about your perspective on online dating um and sort of why you wanted to try it
0: yeah great wow i feel like i mean i just want to echo your your thoughts like i'm i'm excited but also i don't know nervous like this i don't know i don't even know why but look um i have I've used online dating apps for off and on for maybe i don't I don't know let's see maybe like five years and I think what what initially it led me to give them a shot was was honestly just like the the situation I was in as far as like opportunities I really just didn't have a lot of opportunities to meet women um and and part of that had to do with being a graduate student. I start my master's program and here's the thing about grad school is you are you are now immersed even more into your research and into your academic pursuits and you are even more insulated and isolated as a person. You're you're with your cohort or with your, you know, your department and in philosophy it's it's almost entirely white men. It's a, a real shortcoming of philosophy. So I found myself in a position where I was not meeting a lot of new people. I was really engrossed in my own philosophical research, even more than I had been before. But now I was finally realizing that I really wanted to meet someone. I really wanted to focus on and prioritize meeting someone. And it was no longer, the opportunities weren't there. Um, And so I had been hearing about different dating apps and mostly hearing negative things, mostly hearing about stigma behind dating apps, um, so, so I was reluctant, but honestly, I just wanted to really take seriously the like, pursuit of, of marriage, the pursuit of a romantic partner, and so I gave it a shot. And initially, it was actually really difficult. It was, it was quite, how to put it, um, in some ways, it was kind of embarrassing because I think the narrative I had been fed was that the way to find a spouse, at least the narrative I was fed in evangelical circles, was that to wait, the way to find a spouse is to show up to church, go to a young adults event and you will just kind of bump into your future spouse. Like it's just going to happen organically, naturally. um, And the, the opportunities will just kind of be handed to you. The relationship will just kind of fall in place as you organically show up into these spaces and be a part of a Christian community. And that just didn't happen. That just didn't happen for me. But that narrative of, of the norm being organic, relationship building in a Christian context was still ingrained in my mind. And so using dating apps initially was kind of difficult, um, um, a little bit shameful Mm -hmm. even. Um, Felt like maybe there was something wrong with me that I hadn't done things right, that I was somehow um, anomalous or something like that. But um, it felt like the right move to make in terms of taking seriously this Mm -hmm. interest in romance. So so yeah, I started using dating apps and that is kind of how I got into it
1: yeah I think you've pointed to definitely things that our generation has to deal with when it comes to online dating, which is there's a sense that if you turn to online dating, you're like not letting God work um, right that you're you haven't been patient enough and I think a lot of that also has to do with just the way that we approached dating and courtship um in you know, the the 90s and and early 2000s, which was, you know, the kind of I kiss dating goodbye. Uh, (laughs) There shouldn't be dating. There should be like friendships. And then out of a friendship, you know, a proposal or something like that, which crazy enough did happen to my sister. And it's a fun story. But anyway, um, like that's not the norm, though. Right. Um, And I think that kind of image of what a good relationship is. And I think that is a really great way for relationships to start, but it's not the only way. Yeah. And certainly in today's world, it's not even um, the most possible way right. for a lot of people. And that, that is the pressure, right? So when you start with online dating, it is embarrassing. Um, I think for my generation, I, I it's lessening. I believe, um, from what I, I hear from uh, undergrads now um, and even younger grad students, like that this is much more normal, right? Like, of course I'm online dating uh, and it's casual and it's it's fun. I think for my understanding of it, for Christians at least, yes. you only did it if you were very serious. Because if you were just into casual dating, you would not try online dating because it's the worst. Well,
0: yeah. And I think that's a really important point because that's, that's part of the... Confusion I felt, or the tension I felt in my heart when I was thinking about going to online dating, I, I, I like questioned my motives. Like I was like, wait, is this like, is this righteous? Is this permissible? And I, mm-hmm. I didn't go on with any sort of, I don't, I don't know, selfish interest. Like I really wanted to to work towards finding a spouse that I could. Um, get to know for the sake of marriage. So like, you know, in, in Christian circles, there's a lot of emphasis on dating for the sake of marriage, right? We're not just dating for the sake of dating. And so it I, there was an association in my mind between online dating apps and not taking marriage seriously. And so mm-hmm. I think my motives were pure, but this narrative I'd grown up with and this association I had grown up with created a lot of tension in me. So I, I do, I do think that maybe even younger Christians... Maybe, maybe still face this challenge of wondering whether like online dating is, is, I don't know, t- like being too casual about things. So that might be a difference between mm-hmm. secular and Christian uh, people who are coming into these spaces.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, there's just, there's a lack of community standards and community norms that I think is really difficult um, because obviously, like, in the way that people approach romantic relationships, I have my opinions about casual dating, um, but there's nothing inherently, like, awful about it. Lots of people date casually, and it's it's a good way to, to form relationships for a lot of people. Um, and you can't just start dating someone and then say, okay, this is it. I started dating him. I'm going to marry him. Like, that's not good. Right. So there has to be a a middle ground between, like, casually messing up people's hearts um, and, like, immediately, like, committing to marriage if you agree to go out for coffee. Right. And in the online world, you have every level of that. And I don't think that there's any, like, I mean, platforms can promise, like, oh, we're only for serious people. But they don't kick people out right? If they're like, well, your relationship only lasted a week. You're clearly not that serious about commitment. You must leave. Right. So like, there's no way to actually regulate that. Um, And I think that a lot of people struggle with even knowing what they want. So in a real world, for lack of a better phrase, um, in an in-person world, you can kind of get a sense for someone um, as you're getting to know them, how serious they are, things like that, because you're around them. Um, but online, that's more difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and so I got to share a little bit about my story getting into online dating. And now, Maggie, I just want to create space for you to share your story um so so tell us how did how did that go I, i'm I'm kind of laughing because I know some of the background. I know some of Maggie's experiences um and so she has a lot of wisdom and a lot to share about this. so yeah, what what was your experience like, and how did you get into it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, in many ways, I look at my life as a cautionary tale. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not saying that as like, woe is me. Uh, I just, I make a lot of mistakes and I just do really knuckleheaded things. Um, and then I look back on it and I was like, oh wow, overthinking got you into a lot of trouble there. Uh, and so for me, like college, even my first few years of grad school, um, I just didn't have any romantic relationships at all. Like I, I never dated. Um, I just, I like, I had very, um, one-sided uh, kind of, uh, interest in a lot of, a lot of guys, but it was just never reciprocated. And so that was kind of my, my perspective of myself. Right. Um, in, I'm trying to think of what year it was of grad school. Anyway, I don't want to date myself. Um, which means something completely different when talking about dating. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so, after a few years of grad school, um, I I fell for a guy uh, really hard, and he was not a Christian. Like he did not share my faith at all, um, and it it was the beginning of a really troubled
0: time for me. This was a someone good, you met sweet- um, like in person or like through yeah. university.
1: Yep. So yeah, we met in class, kind of your typical relational story like we were really really good friends and it just led to something more and I was very conflicted for several years Mm. um, because I just I truly do not believe you should marry someone um, or even be in a committed relationship with someone who doesn't share your faith Um, it led to and this is a whole different topic but like it really led to a lot of struggle for me I would have nightmares Mm. um, just about like his spiritual life and all these sorts of things Um, and so I left the country uh, so I like quit grad school for a year I'm, I'm not like exaggerating this was a very traumatic time for me um, and so I, I left grad school uh, went to South Korea to teach English for a year and just kind of take a break um, from everything and I was definitely running away from that relationship because I just didn't feel like I actually had the strength to like say no um, to that relationship and so I that was when I started and tried online dating, Um, not in South Korea. Like I actually like was trying to get to know guys in the U.S. And it was towards the end of my time um, with the teaching contract. So I was like, you know, in a couple of months, I'll be back in the U.S. Um, Maybe I should try something new. Right. Like that kind of like self-correcting behavior sort of thing. So this is a terrible reason to get involved in online dating. (laughs) Like it's not at all good and just for clarity Um,
0: just so i understand you had completely cut things off with the first guy
1: okay so like yes and no like technically we were never a couple i see which is part of the problem okay yeah um and so he was in a relationship with someone else but like emotionally those ties were still there um it was a mess of a thing joel Mm. it was just chaotic but anyway. So I'm like, okay, I need to I need to change my behavior. And so that was my first introduction to online dating. And that actually wasn't that terrible um, in the sense that I really did converse with some really nice guys, um, had some good conversations, didn't come across a lot of the troubling behaviors that I have more recently. Um, and so that's interesting, just that that happened that way.
0: So real quick, just... Regarding the difference in experience you had early on with online dating versus more recently. And we can talk about more of that later, but does it have anything to do with the particular apps you were using?
1: I don't think so. No, okay. I've, I've used a pretty consistently. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I don't okay. think so. I think it's more of, um, just the attitude towards online dating has, has shifted. I think, let's see, I'm trying to think of when this, I mean, this was probably about seven years ago. Um, and so there was just a different tone, I would say, to online dating, at least in kind of like the the way that I narrowed my search. And um, at that time on the app that I was using, you could actually narrow based on religious preference. Okay. That's not always the case now. Um, and so... Like, there was a very specific group of, of guys that, like, identified pretty strongly as Christian uh, that I was interacting with. And so I think that also changed um, some of those interactions that I had.
0: Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask that is because I think, going back to something you said earlier, we don't have, like, community wisdom. We don't have, like, a a tradition of wisdom regarding online dating, in part because online dating is so new, historically speaking. Yeah. But also because, like, we... I don't know. Like it just feels like maybe Christian culture leaves online dating at the level of stigma, at least a lot of um Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's left maybe more at the level of stigma. It's like a, a second like a like a fallback plan if things don't work out the more organic way. And so we just don't have this this pool of wisdom to draw on as far as online mm-hmm. dating goes. And part of the wisdom that we need is is knowing like, well, which apps to use because there are a plethora of different apps and not all of them are equally good in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, okay. So then you just going back to your story. So you, you, so, so you started using these apps as a like corrective measure. And I'm just wondering how that went.
1: I mean, it it was terrible. It it was not at all good. I was not in a healthy place Mm -hmm. um, to be uh, with anyone. Um, And so I think that that, led to a lot of terrible behaviors. Um, so like one of the things that I'm sure we'll talk it, talk about is ghosting. And I know I ghosted guys um, because so what happened would be I'd like talk to a guy for a while and then... I would like go through a period where I just was like really struggling over whether I should be doing this. Like, is this okay? I'm still really attached to this other guy. um, And I know I shouldn't be, you know, that kind of thing. And so I just wouldn't communicate for a while. And then panic would set in, oh, it's been too long. Like, how do I explain this without telling this guy what a mess I am? And then I just wouldn't do anything. (laughs) And so I just, I ghosted, but I ghosted out of panic, like not Yeah, not malicious intent. And that was before the phrase ghosting existed. But I still feel terrible about that. Um, And I yeah, so that's one of many like terrible behaviors that I think I've manifested in online dating that I think I've only recently in the last year really thought deeply about how to be Christian. In an online dating world, not in the sense that, of course, I am myself a Christian, but how do I apply Christian principles and Christian Christian discipline to online dating? How can I be like a light to others and be an encouragement even in this weird world? Right. And that's really had me reflecting on my behavior. Uh, And it's not been great.
0: So Well, so then let's let's talk about ghosting, because I've been ghosted. I've ghosted. I I'm ashamed to say and I think maybe almost all of the all of my friends who use dating apps or have used dating apps have been ghosted. And mm-hmm. it's it really is. It's an uncomfortable experience. Um depending on how deep the conversations have been going or the con- the connection has been, it can be quite it can be painful, right? So okay, so I'll just kind of define ghosting by examples. So, suppose you're on an app and you know, you see a profile you like, so you click like. And most of these apps work this way. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone listening kind of already knows this, but if you like someone's um, profile, they might get a notification. Maybe they don't, but they they'll have a chance to see your profile, and they'll they could like you back. And if each of you like each other, then you match, and you have an opportunity to connect. That's kind of typical. Ghosting at one level, there's like different levels of ghosting. The first level is when you've matched with someone and you're like waiting for the conversation to start. Maybe you take the first step. And so you reach out and you say, Hey, I really was intrigued by this, this part of your, your profile. You said, blah, blah, blah. Um, tell me more about that. And then you never hear from them ever. They're, They're gone. So they saw your profile profile. They they clearly were interested. They liked, you matched, and then they're gone. That's like tier one. And, you know, nothing was really lost there. You didn't really get you didn't you didn't like develop a friendship or anything like that. But it's still kind of uncomfortable and you're still left wondering like why? What happened? Like we matched, you clearly liked my profile. So where did you go? What what changed? Um and that happens quite frequently, I would say. I don't know if you've had that happen Oh yeah, I think that happens to me all the time.
1: I wouldn't even take that as an insult in the sense that it clearly isn't personal because right. all of the personal information they had about you, they originally reacted to positively. So, like, that's totally on that person. Um, so I think because of that, people don't feel badly about doing it. And I think people on the receiving end of it, um, in general, don't take it too
0: badly. Um, I don't take it badly, also, but it feels rough. Are, it feels rough. It
1: is. It's a bummer, right? It's, it's just like, you. yeah, yeah, it, it is a, a form of wasting someone's time
0: regardless yeah sorry you were going to say something
1: i was just going to say i think too one of the things to keep in mind like always be aware of how the platform even works because some of these apps you have to pay to be able to respond Yeah. Um, and so sometimes like people will like something um, because they're trying out an app and then they get matched and then they're like oh i have to pay to talk to this person i'm not going to do that and so that could also be a factor as to why i think at that level so much ghosting happens
0: yeah Good. Okay. So that's that's ghosting tier one. Ghosting tier two is where you match, you send a message, they respond, you start a conversation and it seems like it's going somewhere. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's lively. You're engaged. They seem engaged. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. You don't hear back from them. They didn't explain anything. They didn't say anything like, hey, really enjoyed chatting with you. I just don't see this Working out. Thanks for your time. Nothing like that. They're just gone, and that's that's also like that's also rough and frustrating in a way that tier one ghosting isn't. And again, I mean, I this has happened less frequently to me, but it has happened. It certainly has happened to some of my friends quite often, and it's just it's just frustrating. It's just it's frustrating.
1: And I think I mean this happens to me um, quite. Not, I don't want to say quite often. I don't talk to that many guys, but it, yeah, it's not infrequent. And I think one of the things that's part of this is this weird how do you navigate that you might be talking to more than one person at the same time? And what if it's going really well with one person and less well with the other person, but you don't want to completely eliminate them? And so you get this weird, like, okay, I'll talk to them less. And maybe, or maybe they're trying to do the fade versus the ghost, oh. uh, which can be which is, is definitely something I try um, because I just, I hate- That's interesting. Like telling, like I hate rejecting people. And I was reading this study that actually says that out of all of the um, personality dispositions, like online dating versus like refusing to online date, the only significant difference is that people who are more rejection averse tend to online date. Like they're much more drawn to online dating. And so oh, no. I think people who are rejection averse have a tendency to not want to reject people because they know how terrible that is. So they revert to really terrible tactics that are somewhat worse, like ghosting. That's my theory. That's not supported by the study, but yeah. That's super
0: interesting. And I I mean, it's concerning for these these rejection-averse people because online dating involves a lot of what you might call micro-rejections, right? It's not rejection where like you actually had a special relationship with the person you you weren't boyfriend and girlfriend but there's still like plenty of rejection plenty of ghosting plenty of of occasions where people will say hey nice chatting with you but i'm i, I don't see this going anywhere so i, yeah, I don't know i mean that i've people... definitely
1: i've definitely complained to friends and everything when i'm trying online dating. i'm like well now i just feel like the whole male world has rejected me so i've heard you, you
0: say you that so you've said that to me that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, I know. I do. I complain about that all the time. I've heard
0: that quite often. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I I really do think, like, Christians just need to avoid, like, just need to avoid ghosting. It's really, I think it's quite easy to avoid this one um, and just manifest, like, neighborly love. Like, this person's putting themselves out there and just show some kindness, show some respect. I mean, one thing that might just be helpful, I think for, for me and for some of my guy friends who have been ghosted would just be a message from someone saying, Hey, I've enjoyed talking with you or something like, Hey, thanks for taking the time to chat, but I just don't see this going anywhere. Like even something as simple as that would just kind of bring closure to it. Um, now you might think, what's the big deal? Like, you're, you know, you're not entitled to that response. Of course, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not entitled to that response whatsoever, but I'm just appealing to Christian virtue and Christ likeness. I think that on on these online platforms our standards sometimes diminish. And this is a general phenomenon, right? Whenever we're engaging with people online, our standards get a little wacky. And in part this is going to have to do with the sort of the distance that online forums create. You know, studies show that if you're in front of someone, you see them, they're tangible, they're 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 in proximity to you, your empathy, your compassion, your actions change dramatically as compared to when you don't see them. I mean, you know, people are more willing to throw a grenade over a wall um, at, at someone they can't see than they would be to, to, you know, take the life of someone they can see, right? So there's plenty of studies from, you know, social psychology showing that when someone is immediately in front of you, it changes the way you engage with them when you can see them. And so, online dating takes away that personal dimension and as a result i think we we experience some diminishment in terms of compassion and empathy and kindness and you know we're all familiar with you know, online conversations about politics or anything that just go crazy and wouldn't go so crazy if we were st- sitting in front of the person actually seeing them and conversing with them and so we just need to be mindful of the way that our standards might go out the door when we're using these apps
1: yeah yeah, I for sure. I think that I, I see that in myself. Uh, like I said, this last year has been a, a period of reflection on this. And I think one of the things is like, oh, but it's online dating, right? Like, it's okay. That's just what people do. And I've really been convicted that like, okay, but Christ asks you to do more than what people do. Like, really, truly, we, we are held to a higher standard. And I think that's probably one of my biggest pieces of advice that I give anyone who's... um trying online dating is like have like, and it can be kind of like a, um, you know, a a boxed sort of answer like that. You're just, you know, copying and pasting in in some way, but just basically saying, Hey, thanks for your interest. Like I, I really appreciated your time. Um, and you can even, even just like that tier one, you can say, Hey, I've looked over your profile more carefully and I just don't see this going well. Or I, you know, I really don't think we have enough in common. Um, but you know, good luck. Uh, Just that kind of goodwill, I wish you well, I don't hate you, Um, I think that that could go a long way. Now, of course, there is a downside to that, uh, which is that sometimes you get a response like, oh, but just give me another try. Yeah. And that's when I'm comfortable with blocking
0: the account. Oh, absolutely. Or just moving on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you're not obligated to continue that conversation, um, but just that one extra step of saying, hey, this was, you know, went going well, uh, or this, you know, like there was nothing about this that was awful.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Thinks podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode where Maggie and I continue our conversation about online dating. Okay. See you next time.